Coaches, the conference we don't deserve has been assembled. This June, the Spring Tumbling Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, hosted by some of the most knowledgeable and respected coaches in the industry. Spring has partnered with Shea Crawford of Brandon All-Stars, Romel Usuna of World Cup, Casey Ballou of East Celebrity Elite, and Corey Rickett of the Cheer Sports Sharks to bring you a live, hands-on, and interactive tumbling conference in an actual training environment. It honestly doesn't get any better than that. I'm excited to go, and I hope to see you there. To sign up or to get more information, you can go to springvirtualtraining.com, or you can click on the link in the description. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 57. Not sure if there's going to be a 58, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. We are talking all about tryouts. Our question of the week is about tryouts, and we are going to find out how B. Morse kiddos did. There's a great post for the coach's comment about switching gyms, so I'll give you my feedback on that post and everything that that post is talking about. And we have the quote of the week. Yes, we are bringing that back. But before we get into that, do me a favor and share this podcast. Don't be podcast hogs. Don't be greedy with the podcast. There are plenty, there's plenty of audio goodness to go around. Also, there are great ways that you guys can support the channel. A couple of ways I can name specifically in the show notes. There is a survey. So in the show notes, there's a survey and the survey is super simple. All I really want to know is what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. That way I can actually give you guys a show that you guys enjoy. Next, you can actually make real life financial donations for as little as 99 cents a month. Did you know that in Hungary you could buy a bottle of wine for 99 cents? Now, some of you guys might need that bottle of wine after team placements get sent. Not any of our American cheer families. You guys are all going to be plenty happy, but you know, across the globe, you guys might need that bottle of wine. Anyway, donations can help us produce a better quality show for your listening pleasure and anything helps. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer in Bakersfield, California, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with parents. And on the other side of this microphone is a real-life cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there, and she asks all the questions that you guys have. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. You ready for season three of the podcast? I am so ready for season three. We're starting this out on like a fabulous episode, I feel like. Like I'm so pumped for this episode. You are so pumped for this episode. Like what a better way to start season three of the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Yeah, I'm feeling like this one is going to be just filled with truth bombs throughout the whole thing. <laughs> like honestly, I have a couple of there's going to be so many quotes of the week. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> I am, I am ready, but let's, um, we're talking all, all about tryouts. So I'm ready to hop into this because like, you know, we're in the thick of it. 
you know, you know, so final season, we were in the thick of it all season last year when we we're actually in the thick of competition season. And now mm-hmm. we're in the thick of tryouts. So, no, I'm super ready. But yeah, let's um, let's hop right into this. Sounds like that quarter of the week. Guys, it's the beginning of the season. Your old music, that music that you hated all last year, you do not have to continue with that music. You can go with sounds like that and get you some hot, fresh, fire tracks like we have at American Cheer and also the official sponsor or the official music producer of the uh, Let's Talk Cheer podcast. B, do you have the quote or sorry, the question of the week? Um, I only have a paraphrase, so it might be a little bit better if you read it because you have the full link. No, go ahead. No, paraphrase it. Um, what do tryouts look at your gym, look like at your gym, and how are team placements um, done slash leveling up? There we Did go. You, you got most of it. And how do you <laughs> deliberate with coach? He's like, Jason, you know, it's so funny. You threw me the bone. You're like, Jason, you should do this. And I was like, nah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Guys, you have to have my um, teacher in the eighth grade said I had high social intelligence and um, I actually knew that's what you were doing. I was like, she's throwing me a bone, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want the people to think that I don't, that we didn't collaborate, but it's all good. So I'll, would you like me to <laughs> read the official quote again? Yeah, might as well. So they get the uh, full team. Here we go. Here we go. What do your tryout, pro- what does your tryout process look like? How do you deliberate with coaches? How? Do you deal with leveling up or not? So we're talking about tryouts right now. Uh, let's let's get into this. So um, our tryout process, as I'm guessing most in all gyms, are really based around the score sheet. So, and it's crazy. As the score sheet changes, so does the shape of your teams, you know? And it's just the nature of the beast. And unfortunately, well, your your teams should change based on the on the score sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, at one point it was you near had to have a hundred percent tumbling to be competitive, like back in the day, you know, ten years or when I first started coaching, you know, at PCM, you had to have almost a hundred percent tumbling to be competitive. Then varsity kind of started lifting some of those restrictions. And I remember it was like at, you know, the number was actually 75. They actually like put a number on it. 75% of your team needs to do the tumbling, right? And so we're like, okay, three out of four kids, you know, one kid in every stunt group can, we can afford not to have tumble. And then, you know, and as the years have gone on, it's kind of gone down. And then this year, it seems like there's been the spike again with the with the word the introduction of the word max into the score sheet. So, mm-hmm. you know, but we really look at the the numbers and see okay, what numbers do we need? How can we build the best team based off of the numbers that we need? And majority and you know most change every year, not every year, but they they have changed over the years as far as how that concerns. So. But the process is super easy. The kids and we do, you know, at American, it might not like it might not be like other places because we get because our athletes like 98 percent of our athletes are from Bakersfield. We don't have a lot of kids moving in and out, like coming from 
you know, all these other places. And we don't get a ton of athletes from there's like there's two other D2 programs in town here in Bakersfield, right? So we're the only D1 program. There's two other D2 programs. And we don't get a ton of kids from those other programs in town. Um, you know, those athletes of families are seemingly happy there. And so they stay there. You know, we get kids trickle this year. So I just counted yesterday. We had 209. We have two, as of today, this is before placements have been released. But as of today, we have 290 athletes currently in the program. Now, teams haven't been placed, so that could change. You know, it'll probably go from 290 to 260 as soon as people find out what team they're on. Ah, right. But right now, 290. Of those 290 athletes, I saw two kids from the other gym, from one of the other gyms in town, right? Now, that doesn't mean there weren't more. I just didn't recognize, not that I recognize, but I recognize, you know, they're wearing stuff that made me believe, oh, they're from the other gym in town, right? Um, But, you know, two kids out of 290, uh, which is totally different than when we were at PCM, which was like every year. There's a lot of movement that happens in Southern California. And I'm guessing when you're in big cities like Dallas or I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing some of the more populated cities in, you know, Florida, there's probably lots of movement that goes on, you know, between gyms or Houston or something like that. So, but there's not really a lot of movement out here in Bakersfield. I say all that to say, we don't have a long tryout process. The kids come in, they do standing tumbling, they do running tumbling, they do jumps, and then we, you know, place them on teams. Our teams are kind of more like, training groups although we do call them teams we call them teams but we say that teams are not finalized until the end of the summer and so we'll get a closer look at the athletes throughout the summer so i guess you might count this as part of the tryout process but we'll actually get a closer look at what the athletes look like throughout the summer and then you know Mm -hmm. oh you know what actually it'd be better we need a flyer on this team let's go ahead and move this kid here move this kid here Oh, you know, this kid isn't as strong as a base as I, I hope they were going to be. So let's move them here. Let's try this kid over here and let's put this kid on this team, right? And so we do a lot of that during the summer. So I'm not sure if you want to count that as part of the tryout process. But as far as the tryout process is concerned, I mean, it's literally jumps, standing tumbling, running tumbling. We write it down because we know most of the kids that are here. It's not only a whole influx of like just brand new cheerleaders from other gyms most of our kids that come in we do a really good job at american attracting brand new athletes to the sport um so guess what b i can tell you this by time this this releases this will be common knowledge to everyone but we have all six prep teams this year we have a tiny prep a mini prep a youth prep a junior prep and a senior prep this year. Oh, wow. All medium. Oh, okay. Yeah, crazy. So. The prep program's growing. That's a good thing. Dude, it's a, a great thing. Anyway, um, how do you deliberate with coaches? Um, here's a great story I would like to tell about how we deliberate with coaches. <laughs> when we were at PCM... We got invited because before only the owners used to create the teams at PCM. And so we got the opportunity. They invited Ashley and I 
to be a part of the select, you know, putting the teams together process, which was like an honor. And I wasn't trying to be like, do everything, but I at least wanted, oh, I remember our, the owners had put together our team the year before. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Ashley and I were pretty upset. It was our first year. So we, but we were pretty upset with like how they had put that team together. Like, ah, right. And I just remember, I remember saying like, Hey, can we put together our own team this season? Right. We just want to put together our own team and, you know, we work with these kids and, you know, we know them. Right. So they, they let us be a part of that process. And so a lot of gyms, the coaches, the coaches of the teams don't get to put together their own teams. In case you want to know that B, you know, it's I, the owners yeah. that are putting together the teams. Yeah. And coaches are just stuck with whatever team they get. Like, this is your team. And you're like, are you kidding me? Come on. So they let us put together our own team that year, right? And I think another coach was able to put together her own team too. So they're kind of – so Ashley and I are putting together our little team. And we're saying – and this is back in the days of 100% tumbling, right? And so we made this uh-huh. – we were like, hey, if the kids don't have the tumbling, they are not making the team. And that is the rule we are going to follow. If they don't have the tumbling, they're not making the team. And so we had a level four that season at the gym, but we were going to have a level five. So we we're going to have a level, a senior level three and a senior level five, but no level four that season. And there's these kids, right? Tweeners. Hey, where should they go? They don't really, they don't, no, they don't have standing tucks. And they kind of have pikey layouts, but they definitely don't twist. They definitely don't have toe backs, which is, you know, the standard level five skill, like the two standard level five skills, right? Mm-hmm. And they're asking, hey, Jason, what team do you think they should be on? And I'm like, well, not the restricted five. Like, yeah. And I remember them saying like, yeah, but all their friends are moving up. And, you know, what do we do with them? I'm like, yeah, I guess the the senior three. And maybe they, you know, I'm like, yeah, I guess the senior three. I'm like, yeah, but you're right. All their friends are on the restricted five. And I did not coach the restricted five. Or sorry, I didn't catch coach the level four the previous season. And I had no intent, not intentions. I had zero clue that I'd be that or idea about coaching the, uh, or aspirations. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Zero aspirations that I'd be coaching the restricted five because that was her team. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, I, I you know, are we really not going to move them up with their friends? And I, you know, I don't feel like arguing. All right. I go, yeah, go ahead. Put them on that team. Sounds good. All I'm, what I'm literally thinking is it's not going to be my team. That's going to be your problem to deal with later. Like if you want to put those kids on that team that don't have the skills, that is going to be your problem to deal with later. Not mine. Right. So I go, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Put, put those, you know, three kids on the team. Those three kids make the restricted five. And our owners decided to have me coach the team, right? Me and Ashley coach the team. I was pissed. (laughs) So I wasn't pissed about coaching that team, but I was pissed I put these kids on the team who did not have the skills to be on the team. So I tell that story to our staff every year because as coaches, we get really like 
locked into building our team. Like, oh, that's my yeah. team. I need to make sure my team is good. And I always tell that story every year at tryouts. Guys, I was really focused on my team. And I said, whatever, go ahead, put those kids on the team. It's not going to be my problem. And it ended up being my problem later, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, guys, every time we build teams, we remember these are our, this is our program, and we need to make sure that all of these teams are strong. Don't just get fixated on the team that you think you're going to coach because we don't know what's going to happen next year, right? So that's one thing about yeah. deliberating with the coaches. Um, you know, coaches, and it's hard, you know, it's hard in there because coaches have usually one thing on their mind, and that's I need to put together the best team while owners are trying to, a lot of owners get caught in the, I'm trying to keep every kid in the program as possible, right? Like there it's revenue, right? And so, you know, there's that balance of, of that whole dynamic of strictly trying to win a competition and also trying to balance out keeping the gym doors open because you have mm-hmm. to have kids, you know, enrolled, right? So uh, dealing with leveling up an athlete, you know, that's always a weird, not weird, but it's it's not as cut and dry as, or yeah, cut and dry as it might seem. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things impact, sorry. A lot of things impact whether or not you can move an athlete up. And it's, a lot has to do with, the other athletes that try out that season, right? They have kids have to have teammates. So, you know, you can't just be the only kid. You know, it's great that you have a back handspring at, at five years old, but if none of your other friends have back handsprings, you're not making a, you know, yeah. I mean, there's not a tiny level two, but you know, you're not going to be on the tiny level two team. Right. And you know, so a lot of different things, like, do we want to have our, you know, at, for, I remember when I first started coaching, I didn't care what your age was. There wasn't a bottom age on senior teams for like ever. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you just heard me. There wasn't a bottom age on senior teams for like a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember like, we had a kid on like all these teams, like on a youth team, a junior team, a senior team. Like I was embarrassed telling people. It wasn't one of my teams, but like I remember, I had a friend come visit our gym, and like I see this kid running all around, this ten-year-old running all to like every different team <laughs> in the gym, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's ten, whatever. But you know, leveling up kids, so I want to make sure that things are age appropriate, mm-hmm. um, because you know, sixteen-year-olds have different conversations than. 12 year olds yep they you know and you know a a team like junior international like last year or like u17 so we literally had 18 year olds on that team and we literally had eight year olds on that team right maybe nine but right but like there's a big gap and so i don't want to be in the practice although we did it last year and that's a good example that's not something that I would want to practice like like doing regularly. It's having 18 year olds mm-hmm. on the same team as a eight year old, nine year old, whatever the ages are. Mm-hmm. But you get caught in circumstances where you're like, ah, this is kind of what 
we need to do. Like this is this is where we're at with this, this, and this. And I, I kind of feel like this is what's going to make it work. So leveling up athletes has a lot more to do with, or just, it's not even like leveling up athletes, but it's just like placing teams. There's so many different factors you have to consider when, um, when doing it. And you want to make sure that they are, you know, it's not just the tumbling. You know, once they're on the team, they have to be able to actually participate in other things. Like, are they going to grow as a base? Are they going to grow mm-hmm. as a flyer on this team? Just because they can do the tumbling doesn't mean it's the best team for them. Um, because we need them to – I remember one year we had an athlete not make the – I think I told this story not too long ago on the pod. But an athlete not make – like whatever our level four was that season, whether it was senior four – it must have been senior four. She didn't make senior four. She had all the tumbling, but she wasn't that strong of a base. And, like, you know, had to have the conversation, like, you know, we really think she needs to be on this level three so she can really develop her basing skills. That way, because she's not ready to base level four right now, right? So we need her to develop these basing skills so she's ready to be on a level four the year after that, right? So, you know, there's so many different factors. So that's the the big thing. Is Is the athlete ready to move to the next level not just with tumbling but in other aspects of the uh the score sheet so and this is just a i'm gonna say this right now guys it's the beginning of the season you're all actually if you're listening to this and you're from american cheer you already have team placements but this is a public service announcement to everyone guys get in tumbling right now You need to start preparing for next season's tryouts right now. You should always be in a tumbling class. Get into tumbling right now. Don't wait. Get into tumbling right now. Public service announcement. You are welcome. Anyway, B. Yeah. Thoughts, concerns, questions. Where are we at? Now, I think for every parent, I mean, if, us parents, like if us parents are stressed out about tryouts, and I can only imagine how you coaches are um, for tryouts. Uh, you know, I, the girls have been on the Stars and Stripes teams that we have at our gym all year. And it truly has helped them in their tumbling skills. And we, me and my husband were just talking the other day. And I told him there, as soon as the schedule comes out for what the classes are, we are enrolling them in the tumbling class. And the girls kind of were like, yeah, because we weren't in a tumbling class all year. (laughs) And my husband looked at him and he's like, what? He's like, you were in it from the beginning of the year to the end of Christmas. And then, you know, you did another tumbling too. And they're like, oh yeah. Um, But tryouts are stressful. I think, you know, everybody's like, I don't think they're stressful, but they're like anxiously awaiting what team you're going to be placed on. And for me, it's a little bit of a double dose this year because the twins are going into middle school. So they did try out for their middle school team. Um, So we will know that this evening if they made the team or not. And then tomorrow we'll know what team they made at American. Um, but I was really stressed out for American tryouts. Um, 
and you know the story, but our listeners don't. Um, so one of my daughters tumbles constantly. She puts her air track out. She's on the trampoline every day, a couple times a day. And since we've had and this real like, quick, real quick, just to catch our new listeners up. So you have twin daughters, yep. Kensley Ryland, and they are, what are they 11, 12 yep. or 11? The, I know. 11. Yeah. yeah. 11 years old. They're on the, they, they just ended the season on our junior level one team. Right. Yep. And I'm not sure if there's anything else you need to catch them up on, but you know, no. twin daughters, 11 years old, junior level one, hoping to level up because they've been on junior level one. Was this your second year on J one? Three three years. There's a third year on junior white. Uh huh. And then they're on prep the year before. Yep. There you go. All right, here we go. Everyone's caught up. So you know, Kinsley, she tumbles nonstop, um, and we had this two week break from Summit send off to every, all of our you know three of our teams being in Orlando. You guys being in Orlando for Summit. And um, so we had like a two week break. And before this two week break, Rylan had her round off too. And she's been working so hard with Coach Josh. I have to give it up to Coach Josh. He has truly taken their tumbling skills to the next level for them during the time he's been here so far. And during those two weeks, you know, she didn't really tumble that much. And she goes to tryout preparations and she didn't throw her you know, uh, round off two and it's the night before tryout. So it was Wednesday night and she comes home upset from tryout preparations, bawling her eyes out because she didn't throw her round off two at practice. And her dad is out in the front yard with her on the tumble track till like <laughs> nine thirty at night working with her. And I'm just sitting there and he's like, what do we do? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, I've been through this with her before. Like she has a little mental block. She'll get over it. I'm like, don't stress her out. Well, he did stress her out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what in the world to do? And I'm like thinking in my head, like, gosh, Jason has, a podcast part or video or blog or something about mental blocks and, Anyways, so, you know, I, I talked to you about it, and uh, when she got home from school, I, I told her what you said, and, you know, we go to RMS tryouts. There's no time for her to try it, to practice. She literally gets home from school. I throw her hair in a high pony, and we drive to the middle school tryouts, and we leave early from middle school to go to American, and um, she gets up there for American tryouts, and she throws her skills. And when I tell you <laughs> I'm sitting there watching, I had tears, literal tears rolling down my eyes. Yeah. I was waiting for someone to turn around and look at me and be like, are you okay? Because yeah, sure. she had not thrown it. Like she wouldn't throw it. And she threw her skills that she needed. And I mean, I'm her mom. So to me, it looks clean. It looks good. They were like, perfect. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, your toes are pointed, your legs are straight. Like, and you know, thinking back, you and Ashley had done a Facebook live video, you know, a couple days prior. And I remember Ashley telling me when you try or not telling me, but telling, saying on the live, she said something along the point of, you know, your skills need to be like executed. Like if you're going to throw, 
you know, a double back handspring or a round off two, we don't want frog, frog back handsprings. And that stuck in my head. I was like, I just kept hearing Ashley saying, we don't want frog, frog back handsprings. And I was like, okay. So they like were, the girls were throwing theirs. I'm like, okay, that doesn't look like a frog. Okay. That just looks like a frog. (laughs) Um, so I have had a very, very stressful last two days because of my daughter. I know she wants it so bad. And as a parent, there's nothing that you can do at all. I mean, I have videos of her throwing her round off too. And I made her watch those videos. I told her, you know, Coach Jason said to just tumble for fun. Don't be stressed out. Everyone's stressed out. Um, visual, Close your eyes. Visualize yourself doing it. And she did it. So I was, I just told her, I don't care what team you make. I am so proud of you. You did what you were supposed to do. And then here she comes and she's like, well, I still want to make a level two. I'm like, Oh my God. Kid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's like, yeah. You know, there's a I funny had, story from tryouts. Oh, go ahead. I had one kid stressing me out and she's going to throw her stuff. And then I have my other kid that she gets up there and she's just like, like nonchalantly, like, I'm a boss. I got it. Like, no big deal. I'm like, girl, you could have like been a little nervous. She's like, but I wasn't like, I knew I, I had those skills. I'm like, let's oh. go. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. So, Dude, twin mom life. Yeah, for sure. But it's been yeah. a great, it was, you guys do truly run like a clean, like fast moving tryout at American. Like, it's so cool. Like, I was telling my husband, he's like, how long is it going to be? I'm like, 30 minutes. He's like, really? I'm like, yep, we'll be done. And so it's really nice. And like, I saw, I don't think I've watched tryouts really in the past, but I watched them this time and I was watching, you know, like the athletes being brought in and, you know, Ashley had her folder and, you know, she gives them to one of the other girls and the girl, she has four girls. And then the other one, has them getting like stretching or, you know, working on their tumbling. And then you bring them out and those ones, it's like a rotating process. So like, it looked so like smooth and clean. It like literally looked fabulous. Well, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging our, the hard work behind the scenes that happens at tryouts. (laughs) So funny story for you. So we're at tryouts and Ashley goes, Hey guys, you know, we have four, coaches that judge the tryouts, right? Mm-hmm. So four athletes come out at a time the, and there's four coaches and each coach has an athlete in front of them. And, you know, we judge, you know, what the athletes do, right? We're not really judging. We're just marking down what they do. So Ashley, before our little pre, you know, tryout meeting, Ashley goes, and hey, just quick reminder, if you do privates with an athlete, like you can't, judge that athlete so just be sure to switch papers with someone or have you know the kids switch spots in line so we don't want mm-hmm. any, we don't want anything to look suspicious that we're playing favorites or whatever right yeah and so you know and i'm thinking i don't do any privates at the gym i don't have a single private lesson so i'm thinking to myself so, uh, yeah you know i won't run into that situation because i don't do private lessons with any of the kids and um so we're going through the whole tryout process da da and I can't remember who it was. I kind of feel like it was Rylan who stood in front of me. But <laughs> I go and I look at her like, hey, kid, you got this, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ashley goes, Jason, switch papers. 
<laughs> I'm like, all right, guess I'm not judging her. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I could tell the way, um, like, so when, uh, um, the helpers, I don't know if she'll be a coach or not, but Ruby, she was the one that brought the girls up, put them in their places. And then, you know, they took the video of the papers and then handed them off. So I could tell, I'm like, okay, I could tell who was judging my kid. And then mm-hmm. I did see like papers switched and um, <laughs> I just kind of like, I kind of was like, whatever, no big deal. And me, I'm thinking, I don't really care who judges my kid because all of these coaches know my kids. They, they know their potential, you know, they, they're going, they're going to judge them appropriately, you know? And yeah. um, I told the girls afterwards, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this coach judged you and this coach judged you. And both of the girls were like, Oh, we wanted coach Jason to judge us. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> I told them though, I was like, why would you want coach Jason to judge you? I'm like, he's probably a hard judge. Like I wouldn't want him to judge me. Mommy, you do the podcast with him. <laughs> That's I exactly what I think. They're like, yo, let's yeah. go. This guy. I'm you like, no special treatments here. Nope, no special treatments. But tryouts seemed That's like funny. really good. I mean, I was glad um, that we did sign up for the earlier time for us because there wasn't as many um, athletes, which, you know, it makes it kind of go faster. Um, But, you know, just patiently waiting for our, uh, it's almost like for me, I've been, you know, the first year I was like, oh my God, what is it? And then the second year was when we were on elite, uh, elite. it was our first year on elite and, um, I kept refreshing my email like nonstop. And then last year I, we were barbecuing at our friend's house and I just like left my phone on the counter. So I couldn't even look at it. And the girls kept asking when, you know, when are we going to get it? I'm like, first of all, coach Ashley specifically says after 6 PM. So at 6 PM doesn't mean when you're going to get your team placement after. So I think I looked at like eight o'clock and I was like, Okay, here, you know, so for me, I'm like, I need something like to distract me and the girls. So I'm not like staring at my phone because, you know, who, what parent, what, what athlete is not going to like constantly refresh it, you know, like everybody's excited and that's the type of thing. So I am more like, what can I do to distract me? Yeah, no, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of like at competitions because they, they email the score sheets now. Uh As soon as we're off the stage, I'm refreshing my email. And I, you cannot talk to me until those scores come in. Like <laughs> every two seconds, I'm like, have those scores come in yet? Have those scores come in yet? And I'm just constantly refreshing. So, you know, can imagine so how it is totally for you parents. Get yeah, yeah, I get it. So, all right. Um, oh, I'll say this one last thing. Um, this is one of those quotes of the week gems. This is not the quote of the week, but it's one of those just gems. But everyone is just so many people. Guys, try to enjoy the process of where mm-hmm. you are and like what you everyone needs to star in their role. And there's a so this is a double quote of the week. There's a good quote that says, a good coach makes sure the athletes know their role and then star in them. Right. And so we need athletes. You want to be able to star in your role, and you won't be able to star in your role if you don't appreciate your role. And so the quote that I actually heard was, it's not really a quote, but I read it in a book. But so like everyone 
is like constantly wanting more. So they, they use the example of a basketball team, mm-hmm. right? There's 15 players on the roster and players um, 11 through 15 just want playing time. That's all they want. Players 11 through 15 just want playing time. Uh, players 6 through 10, they want to start, right? They get playing time, but all they want to do, I just, if, if I could start, I would be happy. And then players one through four want to shoot more. I wish I shot the ball more. If I was able to just shoot the ball more, right, score more points, I would be happy. And the number one player on the team is like, I can't wait to play in college or I you know, I want to play in the NBA, right? And so everyone on the team is like constantly searching for like what's next, like trying to be better instead of like in like enjoying where they are and starring in their their role. So, you know, so many people get upset with where they are um, after tryouts, like literally everyone, right? So my encouragement to everyone, not just American um, cheerleaders and cheer families, but to the nation who's listening right now, enjoy the process. I'm not saying trust the process. I'm saying enjoy the process and star where you are. Um. All right, coaches' comments. So we're talking about tryouts right now. And try. fortunately for us, we don't see a ton of movement in our gym. Um, and that is something that we are very fortunate with being out here in Bakersfield. Like I said, there's two D2 programs in town. And then we are an hour and a half maybe from the next D1 pro I'm guessing SCV is an hour and a half away from us, maybe two hours away from us. If you go South, there's no one really East or West. And I guess you'd have to travel quite a bit North before you hit another D1 program. So we're just kind of here by ourselves. And the drive isn't very pleasant to leave. It's, you know, it's not like Southern California where you, you see stuff the whole time. So, you know, there's not a ton of movement, here in town but i remember like i said before i remember being in southern california and how much movement there was every year between gyms and we'd get kids from this gym and this gym and then we'd lose kids to this gym and this gym and right and it, it happened constantly and so although this is not something we particularly deal with at american it is something that i feel needs to be said so this was this is a coach's comment I saw this on one of my coaches pages and i'm gonna read this and then kind of go through the um you know how i feel about about these things seeing a lot of posts on the topic of changing gyms here are my thoughts how to change programs with integrity so i'll read some and then just kind of give my my feedback um how to change gyms with integrity one you want to do things with integrity people like have integrity do things with integrity Actually, I wasn't going to say this, but what I like about this, it's not saying that you're not allowed to leave gyms or choose a different gym or whatever. It's just saying if you're going to do it, do it with integrity, right? Like you want to be able to sleep at night and, you know, all that. Know that it will be hard and it won't be the same. You're fooling yourself if you think otherwise. Be direct. Be honest. Be direct. Be honest. You know, I think so many times, especially, you know, I just remember what it was like being at PCM and it was like so secretive and people, I remember specifically 
I wasn't in that meeting, but I remember one of the owners telling me the story because we heard rumors that this girl was going to be leaving gyms. And she denied it, denied it, denied it. And I remember him telling me, yeah, she said she's not leaving. And like, right, our owner was convinced. And she like lifted up like her, her like Toms or like her Ugg boots or like some custom made shoe that had like our logo on it. And I was like, I just mm -hmm. paid $150 for these, you know, custom PCM shoes. You think I'm going anywhere? And it's kind of like, yeah, it's a good sell. Right. And this is a week of tryouts. This wasn't like a couple months before tryouts and then she changed her mind. This is the week of tryouts, you know, says, you know, think I'm going anywhere. I just paid $150 for these, you know, whatevers and, you know, left the gym. Right. So like be honest and direct, you know, cause it gives, I, I just remember being sick to my stomach at tryouts, like at PCM, um, like, cause there was just so much movement that happens in Southern California. And I know it happens a lot at these other gyms that are next to when there's like really competitive gyms right next to each other or within, you know, 30 minutes of, of, of each other. You know, I just remember being sick to my stomach about what kids we are going to lose. And so, you know, be honest, be direct and, you know, don't beat around the bush. Um, don't involve others in your decisions. Guys, if you're going to move on, then move on. But you don't need to poison otherwise happy, you know, families, people who are plenty happy. And then you go and go, well, we're going to leave and we're going to go to, you know, X, Y, Z gym. And like, why aren't you, you should come with us, you know, blah, 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 blah. See how they're treating your daughter. Like you shouldn't stand for that. Blah, blah, blah. People are otherwise happy. Like, don't involve people with your decision. It's 100% your decision if you want to move on. You know, we made a decision to move on from PCM and come to American. And this is very true. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell anybody. We knew we were going to move, but we wanted to do things the right way. So we told our owners, we tried to give them as much time as possible so that they can make, we knew that we were a big part of PCM and the things that, that were going on there. And so we tried to give them as much time as possible so that they could plan and, you know, how, what's life going to look like without Jason and Ashley. But we didn't tell any parents and there was families, especially like Ashley, Ashley was particularly close to, you know, a few families that I think you, everyone from the outside looking in like, oh yeah, if they probably told them before they told everyone else. No, we didn't tell them. We told our owners and we said, we're not going to make the announcement until said date. And we waited until that date to tell everyone. Right. And, and B, I think that you could probably attest to that because we do the podcast every week and you don't get the inside tip on anything. So those people didn't get the inside <laughs> tip either. I was just literally just thinking that I'm like, Oh my God, he's preaching to the choir right now because and, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, like from doing the podcast, like we have became great friends and, I, you know, but we don't talk about like when it's us, we don't talk about anything besides the podcast. We might talk, you know, three or four times a week about the podcast, about, you know, oh, sponsors or good quotes or things like we want to try, but it, is, it never is anything involving my daughters at the gym at all. And then there's yeah. times where we don't talk for, you know, a week or whatever, but I, I, I feel that really big time. So, you know, I've, and I've said it before, don't come asking me questions about anything at American. Cause I don't know. <laughs> Unless it's jump because you are 
on the jump board. Yes, anything jumps <laughs> my way. Um, never a harsh word, no gossip. Love this. Never a harsh word, no gossip. I've got to get through these because there's the quote of the week. Never a harsh word, no gossip. There is... Oh, and this. I want to lump this one in there. Look at what didn't... Oh, sorry. Look at what did not work at your current gym and be practical practical about what you are going to do different at your next program. It goes both ways. So both of those things. There is a really good book. Can't remember what book it was about uh i don't know just treating people you know and it said you look for or sorry you find what you look for and it tells a story about there's a guy moving to a new town and he stops in at the gas station said hey i'm gonna be moving here next month um what are the people like here and he says well what are the people like in your old town he's like oh man they're awful you know they gossip bad people you know backstabbing blah blah yeah the worst people my old town there are worst people in the world and the guy at the you know the gas station clerk goes well reckon you find some of them here too right and then someone else comes in later on that day so hey man i'm moving here with my family um you know what are the people like here in this town so what were the people like in your old town like, oh, they're the greatest people. They would always do, you know, they would take the shirt off their back for you. They'd do anything. Nice, sweetest people in the world. You know, they're awesome, great people. And he says, I reckon you'll find people like that here too, right? And, you know, it's so funny. I gave that an accent, but yeah. I read it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your own spin on it. Right. It was probably an audio book that I think about because I can't remember what book it was. But, you know. I, this happens all of the time. Parents call me, right, from the other gym. And they complain about the other gym. And you just, I just think, you know, we're not perfect. You know, we have some of those issues too, right? Like, we're not perfect. And every gym has those issues. They used to drop my daughter. Yeah, kids drop stunts, right? Like, you know, it happens. Um, But I always just remember, like, when parents call me complaining about their gym, you know, I, I, you know, I think I reckon you'll find that here too, you know? So, um, you know, what are you going to do differently? And I'm not saying there aren't different levels of, there are definitely better gyms than other gyms, mm-hmm. but you know, I reckon I you'll find that here too. That it kind of reminds me, um, you know, those like that little, reckon quote that you said it kind of reminds me of who you surround yourself with i think Mm -hmm. that's how it goes and i i feel like i could truly like live that scenario because you know i have been through um situations in cheer that um it's like drama 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 gossip 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 but that was for me, I'm surrounding myself with those type of people when I take myself out and, you know, just have a good time, you know, don't go to the gym, don't play into it. I, I personally now feel like I'm a better person. I do feel like some people look at me like, 
maybe like snooty or like, I don't want to associate with them, but that's not the case. Like I'm just there to drop my kids off and there to pick my kids up. Like I'll say, hi, I'll talk to you, but anything that comes like in with like the gossip or anything else, like I'm just going to walk away type thing, you know? So I, I, I definitely like that quote of you are who you surround yourself with. Um, Because if you surround yourself with positive people, you will be more positive. If you surround yourself with negative people, you will be more negative. And I truly feel like since I have started like full force doing the podcast, like I could tell like my positivity has totally like cha- like went up. Like I try to be more positive about things because you are mostly like positive all the time. So you have influenced me, Jason. There we go. You're welcome. And I hope everyone listening has been influenced in a positive way. All right, here we go. Next one maintain relationships show gratitude for the memories made lessons learned and opportunities given you know i'll start with the maintain relationships guys i told you this was gonna be like we should have just named this podcast the quote of the week because here's (laughs) another quote uh maintain relationships because this happens a lot people leave gyms and they go out, uh, you know, guns ablazing, right? And they burn mm-hmm. every bridge that they come across. Not to realize that, you know, life happens, you know, and you never know what's going to happen. So there's a good quote, and it goes, be careful of the toes you step on because those toes can be connected to the foot. They're on the leg that lead to the butt that you got to kiss tomorrow. So, you know, you never know when you're going to run into someone again, ever. So, you know, when you go out, guns a-blazing, oh, you know, I'll see you guys, you know, wherever, right? And, (laughs) um, you know, things come back around. Things come back around, people, and people don't forget. So... I'll just I'll just say that. So I you know I try to keep relationships with people every day because you never know you never know what's gonna happen, um. You never know what's gonna happen in this world, so you know maintain relationships because again you just you never know, and that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Don't forget, especially if you've uh. Let's say you're a junior in high school, right? You cheer at one program for a long time. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to keep that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Show gratitude. Uh, Yeah, show gratitude. Like, you know, again, not everything's going to be perfect, but you got to, you know, be sure to account for the good times that you did have, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not all bad. You know, you leave, you know, maybe you just outgrew the gym and you feel like it's time for you to move on. And again, that's everyone's right. But don't forget, you know, you hear this all the time when um, couples break up, right? They're in love with each other. You know, the the person could do no wrong. They break up. The person could do no right. And you're like, you guys had some good times. Like, I get that you guys moved on from each other, but you guys had some good times, right? So don't forget that. Uh, Don't leave without saying goodbye and thank you. This is what I want to talk about. A social media announcement is not necessary. This is a children's sport. 
Those who need to know will know, and those posts often cause the most drama. Guys, stop with the social media posts that you're leaving gyms. Stop. Now, again, oh, I haven't seen any from our gym. So if you think I'm talking to someone specifically from American, I'm not. I just remember the old PCM days. Stop with the social media posts that you're. I remember when I was in college, LeBron James was going to be a free agent. He had the opportunity to leave Cleveland, right? Been with Cleveland forever. He's now done with his contract and everyone was, where is LeBron James going to go, right? We're all on pins and needles trying to figure out, you know, is he going to go here? Is he going to stay in Cleveland? Is he going to go here? going to go here? And he had a, you know, most athletes have like a press conference, right? But he had like a whole like, it was the show. It's called The the Decision, right? It was a whole like special on ESPN. Mm-hmm. He raised a lot of money for the Boys and Girls Club. People forget that. He raised a lot of money for the Boys and Girls Club with the decision, right? Anyway, and I remember like, where is LeBron going to go? And he's like, you know, I've decided that I will be taking my talents to South Beach, right? And he's going to Miami, right? So he goes to Miami and, you know, it's a whole big thing. Guys, you are not LeBron James. You do not need a whole post this year. I have decided to take my level two talent, right? To oh this gym, right down here. We don't need all that. If you're going to go, just go. And, you know, be happy or whatever. But we don't need the whole, you know, the the drama of your LeBron James around here. So stop with the social media post, people. We got to stop that. For real, for real. But to say, um, to kind of bounce off of that but, a little bit. <laughs> you better not say but. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but, I have to say but. It's like a running thing. To say off of that, I think... It is completely acceptable to if you are like a senior, right? And you're not going to super senior and you're like, you're done with cheerleading. I think it is appropriate and completely acceptable to, you know, give a shout out to your gym that you've been with for so long type thing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You better do that. I better have a whole, I better have a long speech. (laughs) Coach Jason. Greatest coach of the world, right? No, I think that's all those times you yelled at me, right? Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a hundred percent. Um, all right, (laughs) I you know, it's so funny. There are coaches everywhere hitting the subscribe button right now, it's like their first time listening to the podcast, and they're like, This guy is speaking truth right now because I'm telling you, you coach that period. That that infuriates coaches to see stuff like that. Well, Parents, you don't said do it. That. This is the don't season of truths. <laughs> um. Oh, here we go. Another quote of the week's about to come up. Don't build your new gym relationships by tearing down your old ones. Don't build your new gym relationships by tearing down your old ones. Um. Here we go. My mom actually taught me this lesson. So, we're in All-Stars. We cheer in an All-Star gym. And there's another gym. Good gym. And my mom was friends with 
you know, families at that other gym because we went to school together, right? Yep. And so our families had known each other, but we just went to different all-star gyms. And so that family would recruit my mom, you know, for us to go to that other gym. Hey, you should come over to this gym and blah, blah, right? And I remember my mom, like, telling me one day, kind of like, like, yeah, so I just got off the phone with whoever, or maybe I, you know, talked to him at school. But, you know, I just had a conversation with, you know, so-and-so. And they're trying to get me to go to this gym. And the only thing that they can say is, why are you still at that gym, you know, and would only talk negatively about the gym that I was currently at, right? Mm-hmm. Only say negative things, only say negative things. Like, they only do this, or they don't do that, or they do this, or they don't do that, and blah, blah, blah. You should come over to our gym. And I remember my mom saying, if the only way you can get me to come over there is to, like, speak poorly about them, then, you know, I don't know if that's the right, you know, gym for me. She said, "Yeah, sh- shouldn't you be talking about how positive your gym is, like all the positive aspects that your gym has? Yep. And that has stuck with me forever. Forever, forever, and ever, and ever. <coughs> that I, I like at that moment, I knew that I would not ever use that as a recruiting tactic to try to get someone to get my side of thinking, right? Like I was only going to talk about like why you should join, why you should join American, not why you shouldn't be a part of, you know, these other programs in town. Why you should you know, do X, Y, and Z, not why you shouldn't do, you know, A, B, or C, right? And so that's Mm -hmm. always stuck with me since she told me that, you know, 20 years ago. So people, don't build your new relationships by tearing down your old ones. Thanks, mom. Um, When you're angry, sorry, uh, when you're emotional or angry, say less. All right, there's only two more. When you're angry or emotional, say less. So true. Guys, there's this great book. It's actually the number one most popular selling book in the entire world. Do you know what book that is, Brittany? No. I Well, have we talked about it before? I don't know. I don't know. The number one most sold book in the entire world, actually in the entire universe, galaxy, is the Bible. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. So there's a good quote in that book. If you guys haven't read it, feel free to read through it. Some good stuff in there. Um, But it says, only a fool uttereth everything that's on their minds. Only a fool uttereth everything or says everything that is on their mind. (sighs) Man, guys, take it from me. Don't go spewing everything that runs across your brain, right? You have a thought that comes across your head. It's okay to filter that out. Like, I'm just going to speak my mind. Guys, that's not, that's not good. Like, it's just, it's, that's not wise to say everything that's on your mind. So not every thought, again, not every thought that comes across your head, the, the world doesn't need to know everything that comes across your head. You have to have some sort of filter. It says, you know, wisdom, you know, people, I can't remember how the exact quote goes, but, you know, the wise think through their words, right? So, 
Anyway, don't speak when you're angry. Say less. Uh, and the last one. Know that time even heals the harshest divides. Very true. That hits home. I wanted to leave PCM with as much good grace. They're not good grace, but I want to leave there is with things is good as possible. It's truly my intentions. While we told them early, while we didn't tell anyone else, while we told the kids to stay at PCM, right? We tried to do as much as we could to, um, to stay or to, to stay, you know, how keep the relationship good. But you know, it's, that didn't exactly go exactly what we want. And we, again, we were a major part of PCM when we left and I knew it was going to be, I knew that it wasn't what was best for PCM, but it was what it, but it was what was best for us as a family was to come to American. And, you know, people's feelings were hurt that we were leaving. Um, some people probably took it personally that we were leaving and right. It caused this, this rift and this divide. And, you know, when there's a rift and divide and feelings are hurt, people say things, Mm -hmm. people do things. And those things also hurt feelings and it creates a bigger, you know, rift and divide. Right. And for a while, you know, I stayed in good contact with some people. There's other people that I didn't talk to for a long time, right? And the people who probably had the most tension, right, with, with me and Ashley, eventually those wounds healed, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw each other not too long ago. We've actually seen each other a couple of times recently in the last couple of years. And things seem to be, honestly, back to the way they used to be, right? And um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. Uh, well, let's say this: mm-hmm. Kelly Elliot and I didn't end on like the best terms, and I love Kelly, but we didn't end on the best terms, right? And so we were not talking to each other for like a long time, like, and that's no secret to anyone who knows me and Kelly. But we didn't talk to each other for a long time, right? And we were at competitions at each other with each other, didn't talk, right? And I saw her in Nashville, and it was like old time. I saw her in Dallas a couple years before that. And, you know, we we decided to bury the hatchet in Dallas one year, and everything was okay. We saw each other again in Dallas the next year. And everything was like the the way they used to be. Like, I was like, dude, I remember when we used to, I remember when things were like this, right? And then we saw each other in Nashville and we saw each other uh, at the summit. And it was, I mean, we hung out, not like just saw each other and like, oh, that was, you know, that was a cool five minutes. Like we hung out for like hours, right? And I was like, and that's the way things used to be. And so when they say time, you know, time heals all, like time really does heal all. Like it's so... It's so true because a relationship that didn't seem like it was ever going to be repaired, mm-hmm. right, is seemingly repaired, right? So, um, well, congratulations to um, me and Kelly. That's good. Yeah. Shout out to me and Kelly. <laughs> By Jason. 
more subscribers. Like, oh, he's telling the truth. All right. Um, I don't know. Anything you want to say about any of those things? I know I just dominated the microphone. No, I mean, I think those are all like really good things to keep in mind, keep in the back of your head. You know, if you are thinking about leaving a program, um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me like to really say something cause I don't have any like intentions of leaving a program. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm not really like in that situation. Um, I, I do know there's been a couple times where we've like been on the verge of like moving like to a different state. And I feel like we're so blessed at our gym that it's been like a couple times it's been like hard for me. I'm like, God, I can't imagine us not being an American. I mean, we're not in that situation right now or anytime soon. Um, but uh, it's just it's one of those things where you got to do what's best for you and your family and, you know, do it with integrity. A hundred percent. And I am all for, I am all for families finding the best situation because a lot, you know, I don't think that families should be lumped in to whatever gym is, happens to be closest to them. Cause that's how, you know, Hey, we want to start cheerleading. Okay, well, let's Google it. And, oh, it looks like there's a gym. Oh, there's a gym five miles from our house. Awesome. And you go there. And just because they're five miles from your house doesn't mean that they're a good gym, right? doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they're doing things the right way. And a lot of times you get into cheerleading and then you find out that there's a, like, you're pretty happy. And then you realize, oh, there's a lot of gyms doing this just at a different level. And I'm not saying skill wise or like competitively, but just like whatever you go, Oh, there's actually a better fit for our family right here. And so I don't think that you should be locked into said gym just because they're the first gym you happen to walk into. Mm-hmm. I think that families have the right to make decisions that, you know, about if they want to cheer this gym or that gym. That being said, you want to do things the right way and with integrity. Don't, you know, the gossip, the, you know, tearing, bringing down the the coaches, you know, or trying to take other people with you. Like, hey, I'm going. You should join me. We should do a carpool. You don't have to drive, you know, this many times. Like that whole thing. Like, miss me with that. So, I mean, luckily, again, we are blessed in American that that is not something that we deal with, but I remember dealing with it at PCM. And I know that it's a very real thing that lots of gyms have to deal with every single year around this time. Again, I remember being sick to my stomach at tryout time, wondering who was coming back and who wasn't coming back because you pour your heart into these kids. Like you pour Mm -hmm. your heart and soul into these kids and then they just leave at a drop of a dime, right? And it's like, man, it's a gut punch, um, you know, to the gut. That's where gut punches happen. Um, all right, quote of the week. I was going to do two quotes of the week, but we're kind of running out of time. So we're just going to do one quote of the week, and this one's going to be awesome too. Um, I wanted to do a quote of the week that kind of started off the season, but this just happened recently, so I feel like it's most um, – Appropriate. Appropriate right now. That that wasn't the word. It's like something more about time. More, I guess, appropriate. I'll think of the word later. But here we go. I back. I actually think I've used this quote before. 
Um, here we go. I'm here. It's Malcolm Gladwell. I'm here to create because I talked to you about David and Goliath. He's a guy who he has this really good TED talk on David and Goliath. And yep. he says, uh-huh. I'm not here to create converts. I'm here to create conversations. So this has been a quote of the week, but it's so good. It just happened. I posted on our one of our coaches pages about I had this this thought just kind of went through my head. And I was like, huh, because all these things have been happening with the score sheet. And there's just like some weird things that I think are weird. They're being placed in the elite level appropriate part of the score sheet, right? So, you know, do these skills and these skills will get you the most points. There's a couple things in there. Not that I don't think that they are elite. I just think they're kind of weird. And I'm like, who does that in routines? Yeah. And so I posted, I posted, you know, on the page, should the score sheet emphasize skills or reward skills that emphasize more progression or just simply the hardest skills available in the level, right? And I posted it. I thought it was a good question just to kind of think about and tinker about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, got a bunch of comments on there. I can't remember how many, but there's a bunch of people who commented on there. And some people just simply acknowledged that it was a good question. Like, man, that's something really, that's a great question, right? Just some food for thought. Other people then chose a side, right? I think you're right. I think the the score sheet should emphasize this the core skills you need to, you know, progress through the levels. And then there's other people who took, you know, the exact opposite of viewpoint and said, no, the score sheet should reward the hardest skills in the level and blah, 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 right? Right. And they go. There's people going back and forth. And I really honestly didn't have a dog in the fight. I just thought it was an interesting question to mm-hmm. pose. And later I posted, um, I said, well, this is just a quick example of what I mean. So parents, forgive me if I start to speak Chinese right now. But in level two, you can do a back walkover, back handspring, right? And that's like staple level two to do a back walkover, back handspring. Both of your girls, right, do, did that at tryouts. Back walkover, mm-hmm. back handspring, it's like you have to have it to compete in level two. But after that, you don't really see that skill pop up again. It's not like we do, it's not like it's super popular to do back walkover, back handspring, back handspring in level three. That's not like a thing. And until this year, and maybe a couple, maybe the year before, but teams started doing back walkover, back tuck. But that wasn't a thing, especially like five years ago. That wasn't a thing that teams did back walk over back tuck. So that that skill didn't really exist. And you don't really see teams connecting back walkovers to back handsprings or back walkovers to any other skill once you get past level two, right? It wasn't really a a skill. Mm-hmm. Or you don't see it in level five, you don't see it in level six. Again, it recently, like really, really recently got popular in level four or more, I don't even say pop, but more, you know. You just see it more in level four. We don't see it in level three, really. So you're basically saying that, like, the back walkover kind of like dwindles out with the higher levels. Exactly. 
Okay. Well, not the back. Well, not the yes, the back walker. But I'm talking about specifically in level two because you have to have okay. it in level one, and then uh-huh. you do it in level two, and then after that, that skill there's no real progression. Like I have to have my back walker back handspring in order to get this next skill. Right? We see back handsprings continue to go. Right? You have a back yeah. handspring. Then you need two back handsprings. Then you need, you know, a standing handspring tuck. And then you need uh-huh. a handspring full. Like you see handsprings keep going, but you don't see back walkovers keep going. Yeah. Okay. I got, yeah. Makes sense. And I said, but the T jump back handspring has been basically not outlawed, but they say it's not worth any more than a back handspring. So long story short, or it might be long story long. There used to be teams used to do T jump, right? Like a straight, like a toe touch, but without the toe touch, right? Just a pencil jump. Mm-hmm. They used to do a, a straight jump back handspring in level two because that was legal. And you're not allowed to do toe touch back handspring in level two. You're not allowed to do toe touch back handspring in level two. So teams okay. started doing straight jump back handspring in level two. Does that make sense? Yep. I I've always wondered why. Level two didn't do a toe touch back handspring. So yeah. There you go. So yeah, they're not yeah, they're not legal. So so teams a while ago, it was super popular to start doing T jump back handspring. So it kind of looked like a jump to back handspring when it wasn't a jump, right? And so teams were doing that forever. And then varsity came out and said, Hey, that is no longer like we're not gonna count that as a skill. That's no longer gonna get you like more credit than just a regular back handspring. So it totally fizzled. Like no one does them anymore. No, okay. we still do them. We still do them. And you know, one year we didn't do them. And I was, and I, but we still do them in the gym. But you see the progression that you need to do jump to tumble combos. That that doesn't leave the sport. Jump to tumble combo is in. It's represented in every single level. Toe touch back handspring, you know, toe touch handspring tuck, toe touch um, tuck, toe full. It's in every level. You do toe combination with a jump. Or sorry, a jump combination to a tumbling pass. And so my example was we re- we heavily reward back, hands- well, back walkover back handspring, which the progression stops after level two, basically. Mm-hmm. And then we have nullified the 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 pencil jump back handspring when we see that continue to go forever right and so that's kind of where that thought process came from for me that's why i posted the question like that kind of like should we be doing this now again i don't it's not that i necessarily think that it should do that i just thought it was an interesting question right and so i posted the question and people you know have a field day and they're going off and then one guy was in the comments we were going back and forth with each other for a little bit have a nice little dialogue. And then he mentioned, well, shouldn't, and he was opposed to this whole idea. And he said, shouldn't, um, he didn't want it to be the score sheet's job. He didn't think the score sheet should be doing the job of the coaches. It was his basic premise. I don't think the score mm-hmm. sheet should do the job of the coaches. Coaches need to do the job of the coaches. And, you know, the score sheet needs to dictate what the most difficult skill is, right? And I'm not, I wasn't against it. Um, and I a hundred percent agree with that, but later he's, or he, he then posted in the comments and he said something like, what if prep 
did something like that, where prep didn't focus on difficulty. They only focused on the core skills needed to progress through the levels. So we changed the way the prep system works. Prep focuses on the core skills, not focused on difficulty. That way, those kids can be ready for elite, right? So then he took that comment and made a post of his own, right? And he said, what about this? What's, what's everyone think of this idea? And a bunch of people hopped on that. Hey, that's a great idea. Shout out to yeah. Ivan. I don't know his last name. I guess I could find it out. But Ivan, I think he coaches at Stingrays. Um, I think, I don't know. Don't come after me. But he posted yeah. this and, you know, a bunch of people thought that that was a, a good idea, right? So that's where we wrap in the quote of the week. As I already said, I'm not here to create converts. I'm not trying to, and that's the reason why we do the podcast. I'm not trying to get people to align always. Like sometimes I am. Don't be posting your drama on Facebook, right? <laughs> align with that. But I'm not trying to, but the podcast in general isn't to create everyone to have, you know, my way of thinking, but it's to create conversations because that conversation, right, which I thought was a good, you know, food for Mm -hmm. thought, you know, thought experiment led to him thinking, what if that were the idea for prep? And, you know, there's a bunch of like notable people commenting on there and being like, hey, you know, that that might be something we look into. And I'm not sure if it's going to go anywhere. It might be a dead topic in a week. But when we create conversations like that, that's where innovation happens, right? Innovation yeah. happens like that. And that's what changes an industry for the better. You know, so we want to have, we want to be able to have dialogue. Um, good quote from the most popular book in the world. Um, As iron sharpens iron, so man sharpens man. Which basically means like we need each other to to again create creativity and to spark innovation and to make each other stronger so you know if you like if you want to hear creative ideas and different inputs and opinions then be sure to subscribe to the let's talk cheer podcast anyway b it's all you i think uh I don't know. I, 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 I do. I totally agree with it because when you have those, when you have conversations like that, like you said, it, it creates innovation and what you're thinking might not be what someone, someone else might not have thought about that. And what ideas you have or questions you have, someone else might not have thought about that, but they could have great results from starting from what you had said. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. So, and I think so many times we just want to be right. Like we we want to be the one with the right answer instead yeah. of finding out what the right answer is. I heard that um, Steve Jobs, like I guess, said, oh, what's so great about Steve Jobs? Oh, he always gets it right. And someone's like, he's he's not always right. It's like, no, he's not always right, but he always gets it right. Like he'll have an idea and he makes sure he listens to everyone and mm-hmm. get their feedback until he comes, until he figures out what the right idea is. And so I think as an industry and just we as people in general, we are so concerned about being right and not getting it right. So yeah. there you go. That that yep. might that that might be where we ended at, people. So, Definitely. guys, season three, 
start of it. Thank you guys for joining us. Again, don't forget to share this with someone. Um, don't forget to subscribe. You know, do all the good stuff. And, um, you know, best of luck at tryouts, guys. May the odds ever be in your favor. Yeah. This is, uh, like you said, this is the season of truth. So uh, we'll see how that goes throughout season three. And definitely good luck to all the athletes. Um at tryouts and uh, parents try to do something so you're not stressed out about team placements because that's my plan. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys, you heard the lady. Go do something with your life. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.